0: This episode of Lunch with Legends is exactly why I created Lunch with Legends. It's because of players like Randy Jackson. Handsome Ransom was his nickname. And just the way he talks, where he's from, Texas, and, and, and being from where he was and always been an athlete, through Texas Christian then the Chicago Cubs, the Los Angeles Dodgers, Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Cleveland Indians. And what a treat and a pleasure it was to get to know him and to talk to him. And uh, just a special, special thanks to my buddy Ruth Ruiz in uh, Vera Beach, Florida. And when the book came out, uh, she called me and asked me to do this interview, this podcast. And boy, I, I I never can say no to Ruthie anyway, but if you have a chance to talk to somebody, a character like Handsome Ransom, you do it. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. I, never, I do some editing, of course. We do some editing. Me, big game, Jimmy Flame. Do editing on this uh, podcast, my little gem here. And what I'm going to do with this one to start out is to let you hear the conversation before the conversation that you usually get to hear it just has a special moment with with, uh, Randy Jackson and I had never talked to him before but as you can hear we became instant friends as soon as he picked up the phone so thank you again for listening to Lunch with Legends and please enjoy the conversation with Handsome Ransom Is this handsome Ransom Jackson? Yeah, <laughs> is this you, Luke? It is, sir.
1: All right. So, well, I was—I was, uh, was just—you asked me, "What have I been doing all these 50 right. or 60 years?" And what? as I said, I just—I'm think uh, I'm the uh, second oldest living Brook, Los Angeles Dodger, and I'm about the eighth oldest living uh, Brooklyn Dodger, and oh, about no, the kidding. fifth oldest living. Uh, Chicago Cubs, and about the fifth oldest living Cleveland Indian. Huh. So anyway, uh, I, I, I figured I got all these stories in my system, and if I didn't get them out, well, uh, you know, if I when I go to that great divide, uh, they'll be dead. And they're real. Of course, I, most of them are just between me and the other, other person. Uh-huh. So anyway, I, 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 so I sat down and wrote uh, four legal pads for a handwritten and I gave it to my wife. She typed it up. And then we looked at each other and said, you know, where do you go from here? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So, uh, anyway, uh, bumped into a guy who had just finished a book uh, in California about a guy named Steve Bilko. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is uh, Galen Wyatt. He just finished a book, and he was selling it out on the coast. And so we got together, and Galen is uh, Galen would take – one of my paragraphs and turn it into four paragraphs. He's just excellent at writing, and so we got together and so we wrote the book and i would I would tell him my stories and he turned it he turned it into a book and we, we sent it out to his to his publisher and in less than two weeks, they said we'll take it, which is kind of unusual from what I understand and so it came on the market uh oh, back in June of last year. And uh, we've been, uh, you know, talking to folks all over the country about it, and okay. it's doing very well. And I've, I've they, they asked me to come down here to Dodger Town, and talk to the folks down here, which I, that's where of course that's where we are. So that's probably what I've been doing most of. I can't play golf anymore because uh, with uh, with uh, six years of uh, college baseball and football and. 12 years of professional baseball and 70-some-odd years of golf, my back just all of a sudden says, I've had it. <laughs> and so <laughs> I kind of have to use a walker. So uh, I can't do any sports anymore, which kind of just drives me up a wall, but I, I have to accept it. So uh, I'm just, uh, you know, just finished the book and doing a lot of talk on the phone and and, you know, running around a little bit telling people about it. And it's just... It's been fun. Well, good. But I just—I'm so excited about the, the stories getting out. Uh, 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 again, if I didn't put them in book form, they would just uh, go in the casket with me.
0: Well, we didn't. So, we wouldn't want that to happen. Both you know, e- either one of them. We don't. So I, I don't happen. know whether you've seen the book or heard about it. I—I—I uh, see it right now. I'm looking at it on on the internet. So why don't we do uh, this? Why don't why don't we uh, start our interview? and uh, that way okay. we can uh, we can just go through all the whole whole thing there all righty okay here we go here even though there have been hundreds maybe thousands of major leaguers that cross our paths it's always a treat to talk to one of them, especially one that played in the quote-unquote the good old days. Well, today I have handsome Ransom Jackson, Randy Jackson, who is uh, from Little Rock, Arkansas and a horn frog to boot, went to uh, Texas Christian University, and a uh, football player, all-around guy, and he is very handsome, even though he uh, just had his 91st birthday last week. Uh, Ransom, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. They come
1: around fast.
0: <laughs> they sure do, don't they?
1: <laughs> I think I'll probably have another one next week.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. Well, heck, invite me to the party.
1: <laughs> Are you, yeah, well, I'll tell you. Well, and you can send me a present.
0: Okay, there you go. There you go. What's, uh, what's uh, you like a scotch or bourbon? You
1: know, to be honest, Lou, uh, I bet I haven't even had a beer wow. in 20 years.
0: Okay, well then,
1: uh... I just you know I just uh, you know, I used to used to always you know have it gets kind of hot in Georgia, so uh, I uh, you know I always had one on the golf course. But since I don't play golf anymore, I just you know, but uh, I've got a lot of friends who uh, you, you I could name you some. So I could uh, if you want to send some, fine. I can, I'll I'll give it to them as a present. <laughs> okay. Not just these, but uh, you know I just I uh, just haven't haven't had any use for it any of the alcohols in the past 20 years. Well, I guess it's good. I don't know.
0: Well, I don't know about that either. But uh, uh, the, the book is called uh, Handsome Ransom Jackson, The Accidental Big Leaguer. Uh, why that title?
1: Well, because uh, I did all these things. And, you know, you know most of these kids nowadays uh, are kind of planned. They would love to be a big leaguer. Uh, when I was growing up, I could not name you one one major league ball player of course I grew up uh, during the the 30's and uh, uh, it just wasn't wasn't much too baseball then uh, uh, my my father uh, I was born and raised in Little Rock and my father's good friend was Bill Dickey he was a great kicker for the Yankees uh, but so I, I knew him but I, really, I didn't know what he did he gave me a, he came through and played the an exhibition game in 1939 he came by the house and gave me a Ball signed ball the thirty nine Yankees, which was a you know, would have been great to have. And next day I was out playing play. <laughs> of, course. of course, that's what we so, did. You know, I didn't know. I yeah. Didn't know. And going and going to to school, uh, uh, I'm playing playing uh, baseball and football in college. You know, I didn't didn't plan on going anywhere with it. I. I guess I figured I'd marry a rich woman and go from there. But that didn't work out. But, uh, uh, you know, when, I, and when all of a sudden a guy comes up and you, and to play pro ball? A scout, the only scout I ever met in my life. And so I said, well, I ain't got anything else to do. I've already graduated. And so we went up, he said, it was a Chicago Cubs scout. We was to Chicago and I tried out. And they gave me a major league really contract. So I was on a major league roster, a big time major league roster, a, a two year major league roster, major league contract for six thousand dollars a year. Wow! I mean, it was big time money. And uh, of course, back then I did not know, and you know, that's get, it gets into the accidental big leaguer because I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> and so I, I was just having fun playing baseball, and then I just kept on going and kept on going, and, kept, and all of a sudden I got twelve years in. And got to be, you know, got a couple of all-star games, played the World Series, and so you know, the things just happened, which I had not planned on. So everything was an accident. So you know, I did a few things that nobody's ever done, and again, it was all I would say, accident. But I mean, you you don't plan on it. Uh, you just it just happened. So that, that's that's where really this, that's where that comes from.
0: Well, you started with the Cubs, and uh, well, played mm-hmm. most of your career with the Cubs but uh yep. it seems like with the dodgers uh that's uh, you played uh, what three seasons with them and uh, from brooklyn to los angeles and what was that like uh, in in that move from uh, brooklyn to LA well uh
1: first uh when i was
0: uh because
1: i just I just finished two straight all-star seasons with the, with the cubs and i get a call from uh a sports writer in december and he says, you've been traded. And I said, you're, 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 you're crazy. You're playing games with me. And he said, no, you've been traded. I said, I said, the who? And he said, Guess. I said, don't play games with me. Uh, he, I said, he said, Guess. I said, okay, you know, Uh, Pittsburgh. No, no. You've been traded to the Dodgers for three guys to take Jackie Robinson's place next year. And I said, you are full of it. <laughs> and I said, <says>, you. <laughs> and he said, no, that's truthful. So I said, oh, boy, because you know, always you always want to play in all-star games and you want to play in the World Series. And I, the Cubs, I never would, because they they in the World Series this year, and it's just great. I'm so happy for them. I'll but bet. anyway, I got traded to the Dodgers for three guys, and we ended up winning the pennant and playing in the World Series. So that was an accident. Not an accident. So, but, you know, I never planned on it. I never expected it to happen. But it was it was Jackie's last year, so they were they they were trading for me to take his place, and so it's just you know just things worked out, and I ended up hitting the last Brooklyn Dodger home run, and uh,
0: oh no kidding!
1: I ended up uh, uh, we had the in one game in the bottom of the ninth. We were we were behind playing Philadelphia, we were behind five to two, and Pee Wee got on. And Snyder hit a home run, What's made it five to four. I was about to clean up. I hit a home run, made it five to five. And then Hodges hit a home run, six to five, wow. go home. And we researched it. You know, three straight home runs in the bottom of the ninth. We researched It's never been done in baseball. Yeah. But it has now been done one time. And that was, so, you know, I didn't know. It
0: and either. that was at Dodger Stadium.
1: Yeah. No, it was it, it
0: was in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about. Didn't wasn't it done again at Dodger Stadium if, uh, just a few years back? Oh no! Well, no.
1: there've been home runs in Bob ninth, but never three in
0: never a row. never three in a row. Win that's a right. game. That was a yeah. You know, there'd there be were... a
1: home run, a single, another home run, another home run. A win a game, maybe. Eh? But you know, three straight home runs in Bob Night. Back and to one back time in history, as it happened. Yeah, well, that's and, exciting. Uh, and that uh, uh, August of
0: 1956.
1: Well, that's great. Uh, uh, about three of my best friends, Pee Wee, Reese, Duke, Stoddard, and B.O.I. <laughs> wow.
0: those are That's a pretty and, good group Walter of Walter
1: Austin was clapping.
0: <laughs> what was he uh, to play like? Was he a great guy, great manager? I know he was a great manager, Austin? but was he? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. What a great man.
0: I, I played for some weird
1: <laughs> managers. I played for a guy named Frankie Frisch. Oh, man. Uh, I've heard stories, I, I yeah. Played. One of the best was Stan Hack, who was my first manager, I played for Cabaretta, Bob Sheffing I've had some unusual managers, but Austin was just a steady guy. I mean, I saw him one, one day, one afternoon after a game, two guys were arguing in the shower, and I don't remember who they were. And it really doesn't make any difference. But he went over and he picked one up with his right arm and the other one with his left arm, and he said, this ain't going to happen anymore. And he set them down, and it didn't. Uh, he, uh, he settled that right there. His arms were bigger than my legs, Wow! but uh, what a great guy. What a great manager. Of course he had a lot to work with. Oh with yeah. When yeah. We, we, when we went from Chicago over to play, uh, Brooklyn, uh, I always figured we were one run behind before the game started because the guys <laughs> we were playing against in Chicago, we didn't have that great a team. But uh, the Dodgers had, you know, had the great team, one of the great teams in the fifties.
0: Oh yeah, they sure did, and uh, those were great battles there, the World Series uh, with the Yankees. That's for sure. The Yankees mm-hmm. and the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, uh, Don Larson pitched a perfect game against us that year. Okay. Which was uh, which was something to see, but uh, it was against us,
0: so it wasn't much fun. <laughs> How did he get you out?
1: Well, I wasn't playing that game. Robinson was playing that
0: game. Oh, okay. Well, it would have been a different uh, story if you were playing then, right?
1: Well, I mean, of course, if I'd been playing, you know, he wouldn't have had the perfect game. Uh, <laughs> well, I, it, you know, I'd probably got a, a line drive single somewhere along the way. So, oh, at least it, it, it worked. It worked out fine for Larson because he probably he made
0: some money out of it. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's that's the that's the big difference, right? Now, what do you think about these <laughs> yeah. guys? What do you think about these uh, salaries these days?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. When I when I quit baseball after after ten years and two years two All Star games, I was making twenty one thousand dollars. Mm. Uh, when I was traded with it the, the, from the Cubs to to the uh, Dodgers, uh, I was said said to myself, myself, you're really gonna make the big money now. You know, he, I was making twenty thousand dollars. You're really going to get the big money uh, because they got more money than the, than the Cubs ever had. And I got my first contract from Buzzy Bavesi and I opened it up with eager hands, and I opened it up, and there was a contract for the same thing I was making with the Cubs, <laughs> twenty thousand dollars. In my year with the Cubs, I had I'd been out a month. I had seventy some odd RBI, twenty one home runs. I made the All Star game. and I led the third vegetable and put out some sets, and here they were going to pay me the same thing I I made, and so I wrote Bavese back, and I said, you know, I did all these things uh, that I just told you, and he wrote me back, and he said, well, you know, Jackson, you did all those things with the Cubs. You didn't do anything with the Dodgers, but I tell you what, and this is exactly what he said, he, I'm talking to you on the phone, you seem like a nice guy. I'll give you a $1,000 raise. Wow. And I said, I'll sign that contract and And, fly. know, they just threw the money around in those days. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like it.
0: Well, we're talking to Handsome Ransom Jackson, author of The Accidental Big Leaguer, and you can find it at Amazon.com and bookstores near you. And uh, Ransom Jackson is is at Vero Beach, Florida, Dodger Town. And uh, has it changed at all down there?
1: Well, you know, it's been when I was here in fifty-five, fifty, now fifty-six, fifty-seven, and uh, it—I uh, don't even remember what it looked like. I know there were a lot of barracks running around. I know there were a lot of people running around, but uh, I don't remember that much about it. Uh, but uh, it—it's uh, probably the same. Uh, it's a big place. Yeah, it is. Great folks
0: working here. That's right like Ruth Ruiz she's the best. So Yeah, she is. Yeah, she certainly is and we we miss her out here in California. So uh again you just had your 91st birthday not too long ago and uh uh mm-hmm. just wanted to talk to what was uh, what was your favorite year out of out of your career?
1: Well, I would have to say uh well, you know, I had two I had three great years for the Cubs. And but you know you know they didn't go anywhere, you know mm-hmm. uh when you come in uh, fifth uh out of eight and you have a good year you, you have good averages, so you know really, what do you gain you hope to gain more money more salary wise, but you know that the cubs are not going to give you anything, so it's kind of you know kind of a dead end, mm-hmm. so I would say the the years the 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 year that was most exciting to me, of course, was playing with the Dodgers. You know, i would played against these guys all these years. But to go over there and play b- beside them and to bat cleanup for the Dodgers, I mean, I mean that's all heaven right there. Oh, shoot, And And yeah. uh, so, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a different You know, here's a bunch of guys that want to win. Uh, the Cubs, not that they didn't want to win, but they didn't want to win really hard. Uh-huh. And so uh, I would say that you know that if you talk about one particular year, it had to be my first year with the Dodgers.
0: Okay. and uh, again let's let's go back uh, to to when the Dodgers moved out to to LA. I know you weren't there that long um, no. I think just uh, one season maybe, but um, how was that move? I know that the fans in Brooklyn still to this day um, hate the Dodgers for moving. Uh, what was it like going leaving and coming to LA? Well, I've talked to a lot of people from Brooklyn, and you're right. They don't like the Dodgers at all.
1: They did get me into the Hall of Fame for Brooklyn, but uh, that was, uh, I think it was, of course, that that was great for me. Uh, but the, the, you're right. There's still people up there just don't like uh, uh, the Dodgers uh, in any way, means, or whatever. But moving out there to L.A. was, of course, entirely different everything because you're playing in a, in a football stadium and you don't play baseball in a football stadium. <laughs> and they put that screen up in in left field. I mean, you had to hit a, you'd hit a, I think either a wedge or a nine iron to get the ball over the screen, uh, for a home run. <laughs> and in right field, it was an overnight hike, you know, out to the right field fence. Right. So it really wasn't much fun. What, what, what we'd do is we'd sit on the steps, uh, the Dodgers desk and we'd look up in the stands and we'd say look at that oh there's Bing Crawford. oh there's Chloe you know, you, you know and then somebody would say what's the score and we'd say damn I now <laughs> you know it uh, you know, was it was more fun looking up in the stands to see who came to watch us play than what to see the game because it was just boring to play in a football stadium yeah, why? And of course, maybe that's why they. Maybe that's why they traded me to Cleveland because I was looking up the stands. So,
0: <laughs> starstruck, and now we're starstruck yeah. with you. Uh, handsome Ransom Jackson with us. And, and, uh, uh, somebody just asked me the other day, why did the Dodgers have a shape or point to home plate or have left field? such that short porch. Why do you know why they did that and not really make it kind of, um, well, perpendicular or even with the, uh...
1: well, you know, what, what, what can you do in a football field? You know, you've got to have, you've got to have one field shorter than the other one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you put uh, at home plate you you know if you put home plate at the end of the uh uh of the field uh or the, in the football field and you you look out the left field you got seats uh what 100 yards away at the most mm-hmm. uh, not that far uh, 100 uh, 75 yards away of the of the seats, and so you have to build a, a, a 1000 foot screen up there uh, <laughs> to keep, uh for, every ball from going being a home run. And you go out to right field, you got the whole football field out in right field. So you just stick a screen out there somewhere. So it was unusual and just a horrible-looking thing. But it served its purpose for how many years? I don't know how many years it was before they built Dodger Stadium, but they ended up with a beautiful place. And it just worked out fine. And, And San Francisco went there at the same time, so it worked out fine. Well, that's good. But uh, it was just unusual, and at that time they were they were they were trying to get a new young team in. And I was old; I was thirty one. I mean, that's old. So uh, they they decided they did. They had four or five young kids uh, uh, waiting to play third base, take my place. Oh. Huh. And so they decided they'd they just make room for a couple of those and, and send me to Cleveland. So uh, you know. And Cleveland won. I guess there are a few people that played for Cleveland and the Chicago Cubs uh, that, uh, you know, the two
0: teams in the World Series. Wow. What a treasure chest of stories from Randy Jackson. Handsome Ransom Jackson. We're going to take a break and come right back to talk with Hanson Ransom Jackson, who penned his memoir, Handsome Ransom Jackson, the Accidental Big Leaguer, available at Amazon. And on the cover... There's a picture of Ransom with Jackie Robinson. We're gonna talk with Handsome Ransom about his friendship with Jackie Robinson right after this. Hey, it's Lou. So which direction is that dormant traditional retirement plan moving from that old job that you're not paying into anymore? Well, it's probably losing around 10% or more since the stock and investment markets have taken the nosedive. We'll stop the bleeding now. Call Cassidy or me at Eden Accounting, 562-266-7024. That's 566-266-7024. And we'll roll that old, leaky 401k, IRA, or other traditional retirement account into a 0% loss annuity. That's right, 0% loss. That means if the investment markets go below 0%, your account will not lose any money. When those markets gain above zero, your account collects all of those earnings. Your statements will always be in the black. No more losing that car, the kid's tuition, oh, that vacation, oh, that new house. Traditional retirement plans have lost 10% or more of their value in 2022. Stop losing your hard-earned money and earn the benefits of a zero-loss floor annuity today. These annuities are also life insurance policies for your beneficiaries. It's a win-win. The only thing you lose with a rollover annuity from Cassidy or me is that headache from watching your old retirement plan literally go down the drain. Call Cassidy or me at 562-266-7024 now and call us for a life insurance policy checkup. What about your overall financial situation? Let's check that out, too. That's Eden Accounting, 562-266-7024. That's 566-266-7024. Now let's get right back to Handsome Ransom Jackson, who wrote his memoir, Handsome Ransom Jackson, Accidental Big Leaguer. And thanks for tuning in to Lunch with Legends. You wrote the book, co-wrote the book, Ransom Jackson, Handsome Ransom Jackson, the accidental big leaguer. And just looking at the cover, it has you and a very special man in baseball, uh, Jackie Robinson, there. Uh, did you guys hit it off right away?
1: Well, Steve, I've been, been against him for five years.
0: Uh-huh. And,
1: uh, you know, you do not become close friends with anybody on the other team, but, you know, we've... I played third, he played third. He was always on third base, it seemed like you know, <laughs> as many hits as he got. So, you know, we'd, we'd strike up a conversation and going over to to the uh to the Dodgers, uh the sports writers thought, Oh, we really found something now. We got a thing going here with with Jackie and Jackson. I mean, they probably argue with each other all day long and and they'd probably hit each other with the battery once in a while and went, man, this this is gonna be great writing. <laughs> and they called me and said, "How are you and Jackie getting along?" I know what they wanted. I said, "We're getting along fine." They said, "But they said, 'Well, Archie, you, you kind of, you know, you're trying to pick his place.'" I said, "Yeah, I am." And they said, "Well, don't you, not you, uh, you know, don't you want to beat him?" And I said, "No, all I want is for the team to win. I don't care whether Jackie's playing or not am playing. It doesn't make any difference." And they said, "Well, okay, we'll see." And they leave. And pretty soon, they they quit talking to me. <laughs> and, I, and so I, to myself, i say that's probably a good thing because there are very few sports writers
0: you enjoy talking to. They're always looking for something bad to talk about. So yeah, most uh, of the, the less I talk to them, the better. Yep, there you go. That's that's pretty smart, and that's the way a lot of uh, athletes do now. And uh, uh, you don't consider yourself a sports writer, do you? Uh, well, I was for a while. I, I was, but I got too lazy, so I <laughs> If you so, do, I apologize. <laughs> no, don't apologize. I'm not one of those guys that likes to dig. So, uh, I'm I'm the guy who likes to to yap about it on the radio or TV. So, uh, uh-uh. I'm not a, I'm not a digger. I want to make I'm I want the guys that I'm broadcasting for to like me. So, yeah.
1: Well, I've up to a bunch of diggers over over the years, and uh, you know you can tell them in a, in a flight. doesn't think very long. All, all, you, all you do is just kind of walk on the other side of the street, and we get along fine. Oh,
0: okay, be yeah, yeah. So the the book, uh, Handsome Ransom Jackson, Accidental Big Leaguer. How long did that take you to put together? I know you had. Uh, you were telling me that you about, had a lot of stories. About a year and a half. I uh, gave uh, would come down. He was up in North Georgia, and he'd come down
1: to Athens uh, uh, quite often. And he did a lot of research on the book. Uh, he found out some things uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that I was the uh, first uh, recorded intentional walk in baseball. Oh no, kidding! I mean the whole thing. Yeah, first recorded. Uh, the 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 key word is recorded. Say nineteen. Damn. Fifty-five. They somebody was looking through the book, and they said, "Hey, we don't have first recorded." And uh, so they said, "Well, we to have to start this year." Hmm. So they started, and the first, the second inning of the first game in the National League, I was batting against Brooks Lawrence, and uh, they they walked me intentionally in the second inning. I guess he was, I know he was scared to death. I mean. <laughs> uh, and then, so, uh, that that was obviously the first one in the National League because it was the first day of the season. Now, we, uh, we started researching, well again, we started researching and found out that uh, in the American League, a guy was walked in the first, second inning of, of the game, but uh, it was an hour's dis- difference in time. And, uh, so, uh, <laughs> it turned out that I was walked before he was walked. So there,
0: there, yeah. And so I'm,
1: I'm in the record book as the first official intentional walk in baseball. Now I can take that down to the grocery store and I may get a, I, I may get a sucker out of it. I don't know, but you know, it's it's just something, Sure, you know, it's something I did that nobody else has done. And so, uh, I, uh, I'm
0: going to live with it yeah, and, well, uh, celebrate it. You know, why not? And so, and so, so many,
1: so many of these stories, I'm, I'm not taking too much of your time. No, are you kidding me? No. Okay. I mean, when I'm talking about these stories, for instance, you've, you've heard of Lou Dead, haven't you? Yes. Oh yeah. Lou well, dead pitched for, uh, for years and years with, with Milwaukee. And, uh, you know he doctored the ball. There's no ifs, ands, and buts. I was sitting in the dugout in, uh, in 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 Brooklyn, and he was pitching, and the ball got past the catcher, and it bounced over up up next to the to the fence of the eyeball. ball. Ball went on picked it up, brought it back, and and right right on the ball was about the size of your thumb was uh, the dirt about a quarter of an inch thick stuck together <laughs> sticking up. Uh, you know and you wonder how could you do that and uh so but i've seen games stop for umpires to go out and search Burdett uh to see whether he had uh vaseline or something because he was a real fidgety guy <laughs> so but anyway the years pass, and i'm through baseball and he's through baseball and i was down south uh Georgia playing golf, A bunch of us went out to play golf and uh, we were, that evening before we played the next day in Walker Lou Burdet. And of course I said, Lou, what are you doing over here? He said, Well I'm 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 you know, just looking for somebody to play golf with I said, Well you're playing golf with me tomorrow So he said, Sure, so we playing golf and I you know, I, in my mind I said, Now, I'm gonna wait till the right time to ask Lou. He's, all these years have been gone gone by. And I'm going to wait till the right time, and I'm going to approach Luke. And so we got to the 18th green, and it was getting kind of a little bit dusky. And uh, we teed off, and we were walking down the 18th fairway, and I said, Luke. And he said, well, he said, I've got something to ask you. And he said, what is it? He said, i am batted against you. I said, i am batted against you. Times. I've seen that ball you throw up there do do tricks. I said, it's just you and me on the golf course. Uh, It'll never get past me. uh, Can I ask you a question? He said, sure. And I said, Lou, what did you do to the ball to make it do those things? And he looked at me, and he smiled, and he turned around, and he started walking down the fairway. (laughs) And I figured, you know, that's how it ought to end. You know, he's not going to tell me anything. He's going to go to heaven without telling me or anybody else how he did it. And so I thought that would be that's the end of a great story in my book. Sure. He, just, he didn't tell me. So, and if, if, I, if, he had, if he had told me,
0: that wouldn't have been a very good story. That's true. That's true. So it's still a mystery so that, to that, this day. That, that, that was a, a story in my book. Okay. All right. How about a story about uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, who you were traded to, uh, to the Dodgers by the Cubs? And uh, yeah. how about a little anecdote about Jackie?
1: Well, uh, Jackie, uh, and I, as I told you, just got along beautifully, uh, and the sports writer would ask him, and he would ask me and, and uh, the, uh, and when, uh, the season, when the season was about to, about to begin, uh, when, when spring training, uh, Walter also said, I'm going to alternate you and Jackie, you play some, Jackie plays some, and so forth. I said, that's fine. So that's what happened. And then we get to the day before the season starts, and and he comes up and Austin called me in his office. He said, "He said I just want to tell you, Ransom. He said I'm gonna start Jackie." And I said, "Well, Walt, I don't blame you in the least. I mean, he's an institution. He's been here all these years. He's a fantastic ball player. Uh, I think, and he ought to start." And so he started, and uh, went for about a month, and Jackie just couldn't couldn't do anything. I mean, he was. Balls were just not going anywhere. So uh, Austin came up to me and said, uh, okay, you're in. So uh, I I started playing uh, my first stint, and I was batting, and it was a lineup. Gilliam, Reese, Stider, Jackson, Hodges, Fogado, Campanella, uh, whoever was playing left field, and the pitcher. Now what a lineup that was! And I was right in the middle of betting Clinton, you know, wow. and I was just, you know, gosh, how, how can you beat that? You know, I, you know, I played, of course, I played side by side with Ernie Banks for years, but you know, he, that's just one guy. You know, but you throw right. all these guys out there, and you play right in the middle of, I mean, yeah, it's just really living. Just like, and of course, a- that, put put Robinson on the bench. <laughs> wow. but uh, at the, uh, so for Those a couple it was just me hitting clean up for the Dodgers. And Jackie, of course, accepted fine. Casey, they'd throw him in at second base. Uh, he'd take Gilliam out and put Robinson in because he was so good. Uh, they didn't want him to just, you know, just his, his talents to die sure. on the bench. And so it was just a well-rounded team. And, uh, so, uh, uh at, at the at the break for all for the all for the all star game I turned off the knob in my house I was staying in, the porcelain knob that you have in bathtubs and showers and it broke off in my hand and just yeah. went all the way down to the bone. And uh so I was out for a month or so and Jackie came back in and played really good and finished off the season, played most of the games and it was great. But uh and then we went to the World Series and played uh, most all the World Series, but it was just uh, it was you know it was just easy to play with somebody play with these guys and Dickie Robinson because I knew what he'd gone through. Uh, I mean I wasn't there, but I knew uh, what, what uh, people had done to him, mm-hmm. uh, but because I had some of the guys tell me about it. Uh, that, that played with him the whole time. So uh, I did not necessarily feel sorry for him, but I felt like, you know, he had been through heck, and, uh, you know, and I was proud just to him. Yeah, so, I mean, Jackie probably kept a lot uh, of we, it. So we got along great, and uh, whatever happened between whether he was playing or I, or I was playing, it didn't make any difference to either one of us. Because he was, we'd played enough, I'd played enough sports and I would. The the uh, secret of playing sports is to win, right? And I don't, I don't care how you do it, Jack. That's, that was Jackie's uh, way of playing. You know, I'm gonna win. However, I've seen him steal third. I've seen him steal home. I've see, seen him do, you know, hit, 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 hit the ball behind somebody. I've seen him make great plays. So you know, I know what kind of ball player he was. But just to play side by side with him, even take his place. Uh it was uh, it was just a great feeling, and I knew I was playing with uh with uh just being around him, of course, you gotta feel the same way about guys like Campanella. sure, who was campanella loved he loved people he loved the game he was just uh, glad that uh, he was there uh and uh, you get you just you could not be around camping very long without having a smile on your face <laughs> but uh, you know when you when you throw all these guys together. Uh, that had the attitude and, and the, the aptitude, uh, you know, You just couldn't have to sure win and have to be, you know, You just had to be happy.
0: Yeah. How about uh, Ernie Banks? He's one, he was one of my favorite people in all of baseball. And, and when I got to work in Chicago, or even here, because he lived in Pasadena, uh, we would get together and see each other, and, and it was always a treat to see him on opening day at Wrigley Field.
1: Uh well when I I had never played in the minor leagues with any blacks. I'd played against a few. Uh I played particularly with us in the international league played against the Dodgers mm-hmm. who were in Montreal. Uh so uh, I was I was familiar with playing against them but had never played with one. And then all of a sudden here comes Ernie and uh and uh, Banks and uh and Baker uh, to play and uh, of course my attitude about people is you know people are people Mm -hmm. Uh, so it didn't make a difference to me but played with both of them it was just uh, just great so uh, I watched Ernie because he was you know he was the better of the two there was no doubt about that and uh, I watched him for about two weeks we were playing side by side playing games and uh, so I walked over to him I said Ernie Ernie uh, you're playing shortstop. I'm playing third. You're doing a good job, but here's the way it's going to be. I'm I'm uh, I've been here longer than you. So uh, what I'm going to do is uh, when I'm playing third. I'm going to play right on the line, and uh, I'll take everything comes down the line, and you got the whole rest of the field to yourself. <laughs> and uh, he said, "Yes, sir, Mister Jackson." <laughs>
0: And boy did he. And he did well. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. Oh that's <laughs> But what a
1: great guy and uh I went up uh, about four years ago I went up to Chicago throughout the first picture. Ernie Ernie knew I was coming and he met me and we had a nice conversation in a room and he he taped it. I've tried to find the the tapes so and I can't find it. But uh-huh. anyway we talked for a long time and uh took a lot of pictures and uh wish I could find the pictures, but I can't. But anyway, uh, he and I became as good a friend as as you can expect uh, on something like that. But uh, what a nice
0: guy. Yeah, he sure was, sure was, and we miss him. That's for sure. Well, Randy Jackson, handsome Ransom Jackson, author of Accidental Big Leaguer, and you can get that at Amazon.com and uh, any bookstores. Is, uh, can we go to a bookstore and get it like the old days? Or, or? Yeah, books
1: are double it. Most all of them have it.
0: Okay, all right. So I'm gonna
1: have. Uh, to... It, uh, it's a, it's a great book if you like uh, stories. You know, nobody gets shot, nobody gets run over. <laughs> well, just, that's uh, good. You know, just just stories and. Uh, amazing thing about it and a lot of people have told me how much they enjoy, but I've surprisingly <laughs> had a whole lot of women really uh, that that said, you know I don't follow sports, but I've really enjoyed that book because again it's just stories well that yeah. and about uh, you know about the people and about things that and stories that have never you know things that have never happened before in baseball never never probably never happened again uh you know i uh, and some of the people I played with my roommate would uh, one of my roommates was Don Drysdale. Another was Roger Craig. Uh, wow. Another was Dick Williams, who was uh, the manager of the year with the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's I've, I've been around a lot of people I didn't expect to be when I was growing up, and didn't know you know which side to played the to stand. Okay? But uh, it's just a conglomeration of stories. Uh, you know, you, you finish one chapter and you're through with that story. You, know, you go to another story. So it's not it's not hard meeting Okay, uh, and uh, everybody I've talked to. Well, <laughs> I, I assume that everybody likes it, but it, most of the people that, that I've uh, I talked to have really enjoyed the, the stories. That uh, and of course, there are stories that nobody's ever heard of before. And if I don't tell them, they're not going to be around. They're going they're going to go up into the big divide.
0: Well, I I appreciate you and uh, Galen White uh, c- contributing with you on this, and uh, I'm going to go out and get it and send it to you, so you can sign it for me if that would be okay.
1: I'd be delighted. I'd be delighted. Galen's standing right here.
0: Okay. All right. All right. We'll do that. Uh, we'll we'll uh, get get a book out there to you and and have you guys sign it for me. I sure appreciate it. Well, ransom like Jackson. You know where to send it. Um, well, we'll, we'll get there, uh, uh, when I talk to Ruth next time in, in a minute here, but, uh, just want to, okay, that'd be great. Just want to, that'd clo- be great. I'd, I'd, I'd be delighted to sign for you. Okay. Hang on one second here. And that's going to do it. Uh, Handsome Ransom Jackson, The Accidental Big Leaguer. It's a hardcover book, and uh, you can also get it electronically as well at any bookstore and Amazon.com. Uh, one more question for you, Handsome. Uh, what do you think sure. about the game today?
1: Well, <laughs> you know, when uh, the minimum salary that we talked about back in my day it was uh, $6,000. Today it's uh, $507,000. Right. Uh, there's a slight difference. <laughs> I mean, you can e- even if you don't know your a, B, your 1-2-3s, you can figure that out. That 507 is more than $6,000.
0: That's true. So they don't but, have you to. Know, I, and I, you
1: know, these guys are making so much more money. they got so much more benefits than we had. But I understand that's just the way it was. and uh, But the baseball was good to me, and, and uh, I, I enjoyed it greatly. And I wish all those guys well. And um I was as I said, I was really happy for the Cubs to come through uh this this last year. They earned it. They got a good team, they got they will be tough for for years to come. Yeah, they but baseball sure was fun. I did not know I was gonna do anything. I thought, uh, you know, maybe I was gonna marry Rich. <laughs> but that didn't work out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
0: well that worked out. So for I did that. <laughs> That worked I just out had
1: that except what I did. All right, I got uh, six kids and and
0: uh, twelve grandkids and, and six and a half great grand. So you know I've I've done well. So it's been a rich life for a handsome Ransom Jackson. Again, author of Accidental Big Leaguer. Thanks for joining us today. So well, it's been a pleasure talking to him. Good luck to you. Well, what did I tell you? What a treasure, handsome Ransom Jackson, man. The stories are all in that book, Handsome Ransom Jackson, Accidental Big Leaguer. You can get it on Amazon for sure. You might even find it around some bookstores still. And thanks again to Ruth Ruiz of the Dodgers and Dodger Town in Vero Beach, Florida. We gotta get together soon down there. And to you, thank you very much for tuning in to Lunch with Legends, and until next time, so long.